Hey everyone, Matt Williamson here. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino. Folks, it's all going down at the FanDuel Sportsbook and Lounge at Live Casino, where you can get in on all the action this football season. Bet on your teams with a sportsbook rep or at our self-service kiosks, and then jump into the stadium on our giant 40-foot video wall. How's that for a touchdown? Join your friends at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Bet, watch, and win. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I am recording this Tuesday around 11 a.m. and wanted to touch on last night's game. Obviously, the Ravens are a competitor. The Saints are coming to town. Boy, one team was really impressive and one team was not. Fortunately, the Steelers are playing the one that was not on a short week um, at home, well-rested. I'm pretty confident about the Steelers' chances against the Saints, especially after watching that game. They are... The most injured team in the league probably this year. I mean, that's not exactly a a scientific statement. But then they suffered a couple injuries last night as well, including their starting center, a good player. They had to move Ruiz, the guard, over to center. And frankly, he did well. But you get worse at two positions with that situation. I'm definitely going to monitor the Saints injury report. But some notes from that game. So I thought the, the Ravens might trip up. You know, there was... Nice long break, road game, Monday night, away, tough place. But Baltimore's just much better than New Orleans. And I think adding Roquan Smith helps them a ton. I was very impressed with the Ravens, who are now 6-3. and three. They're 4-1 and one on the road. I mean, the Saints are now 2-6. and six. I mean, they're in trouble. And you know how they're built. I mean, they're all in on win for today. I mean, they don't have a first-round pick next year. What's their quarterback situation? Might they go to Winston? I thought that might happen during that game just for more of a spark. But some things that stood out there is, um, amazingly, both teams averaged about the same yards per play, and they both had about the same amount of drives. The, The yardage differential wasn't crazy. But what was crazy was, the ability to run the football. And we know the Ravens are unorthodox in that manner, but they ran for 188 yards on these guys. And the Saints only ran for 48. Really bad. I mean, penalties weren't even that big a deal. Turnovers weren't even that big a deal. It was just one team running the football and the other one not at all. And we know Dalton's not going to win games in that fashion. You know, Kamara is a phenomenal player. It has really been the engine of that offense, as you would imagine. They keep going through receivers left and right. And, and watching that game, and I kind of knew this going in, but it's it's Kamara and Alave. And Taysom Hill's a wild card. We'll talk about him throughout the week. But Kamara and Alave, who I mentioned yesterday as a potential Rookie of the Year candidate, are really, really good players. And But you need three or four. They have two. You know, I mean, ideally you have five. You know, I mean... They would kill for a Friermuth or a Pickens or, you know, somebody else. And the quarterback doesn't really elevate anybody. I mean, he had a QBR of 24.5 yesterday. Just terrible. Kamara only got nine carries, even though the game was reasonably close. 14-3 at the half, you know. I mean, uh, 17-6 after three quarters. You know, I mean, you still could have run the ball. Nine carries for 30 yards. Alave again, really impressive, but, you know, okay. I mean, that doesn't, you know, really move the needle for me all that much. I mean, I think he's a really, really good young player and he frightens me, but the way they're structured, you can roll a lot of coverage his direction. 
see if a rookie can handle that kind of attention. He better get used to it because, I mean, Michael Thomas isn't playing again. Um, but the Ravens just keep winning. I mean, they keep winning despite not having Bateman, despite not having Andrews. Um, Drake stepped – I mean, they're on their, what, third running back. Drake steps up, runs for 93 yards in this game. Looked pretty good doing it. Lamar, of course, was a force on the ground. Isaiah likely is a keeper, but he only caught one pass. It was a touchdown. Um, nobody had more than 24 receiving yards on this team. That's kind of crazy. You know, I mean, no one had more than two catches. I mean, they had a collection of 12 receptions by, what are we looking at here? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different Ravens. You know, that they don't have anything resembling a feature receiver when Andrews is out, and it doesn't matter. So, um, I think the Ravens are in a tremendous situation. I think I've mentioned this before. They now go into their bye, so they don't play again until November 20th, hosting the hapless Carolina Panthers, which happens to be on the Steelers' schedule as well, folks. Uh, side note, now that I'm thinking about this, my article probably just went live today as well. I uh, went pretty deep, about 1,300 words about what to expect from the Steelers' defense going forward, so just want to make sure you guys are aware of that. But anyway, uh, the 6-3 and three Ravens have a break. Should get Andrews back. I'm not sure who else. Uh, be good for a Ronnie Stanley type. And again, they host the Panthers, go to Jacksonville, host the Broncos here at the Steelers on uh, the 11th of December. At the Browns, I would imagine Watson's back for that one. Yeah. Um, host the Falcons, host the Steelers, and in Cincinnati, which probably will mean something for the Bengals. Maybe it does or doesn't for the Ravens. But boy, I think Baltimore moonwalks to the division crown. Um, so I just want to touch on that. I think that's really prominent for us as Steeler people. I'm going to take a quick break here and come back with some general notes about this upcoming game as well. Some of this stuff doesn't look so good on paper. So you look at the Saints and you're like, well, oh, they're three and six. They're struggling. Uh, a lot of injuries. Andy Dalton's a quarterback. You know, is this team very good? Well, they didn't look at last night. They look pretty good on paper, though. <laughs> Some of the stuff that I've started to really dig into this morning. So New Orleans offense averages 5.9 yards per play. Only five are better in the league. Only five offenses are better. I mean, they're not far off the Chiefs and Bills and Eagles, and we've seen how that's gone. So, again, they're at 5-9. The Steelers' offense averages 4.7 yards per play. That's tied with the Rams, surprisingly the Rams, for worst in the league. I mean, so every time the, I mean, the, the Saints are gaining 1.2 more yards per offensive snap than the Steelers are. Really bad. I mentioned New Orleans averages 5.9 yards per play. Well, Steelers' defense surrenders 5.9 yards per play. Only the Texans, Falcons, and Lions are worse. Unacceptable. Um, the Saints give up 5.3 yards per play. That's 10th best. I mean, I'm a big yards per play guy, as you know, and wow, does that favor New Orleans. Is that the current state of the team? 
by the looks of last night, I would say no, but they're facts. Here's the deal with New Orleans. They're minus 10 in turnover differential. Worst in the league. Steelers are minus four. Only four teams are worse than the Steelers now with turnover differential. Remember how good they were after week one? You know, so it's been a constant slide in turnover differential for the Steelers. But the Saints only won turnover last night and still are dead last in the league. The Raiders are the only team that have taken the ball away less often than New Orleans. And the Giants are the only defense with fewer interceptions. So that's promising. <laughs> They're not picking the ball off. They're not taking the ball away. Uh, no team has given the ball away more than New Orleans. And you would think Dalton is a play it close to the vest guy. He's been a little more aggressive, a little more haphazard with the ball than I bet they would like. Uh, only three teams have given it away more than Pittsburgh, though. And the Steelers are tied for having thrown the most interceptions in the league. That probably doesn't surprise you. The Saints have also lost the league's most fumbles. Pittsburgh defense, though, has only recovered two opposing fumbles. That's the lowest in the NFL. How about this one? Steelers minus 77 point differential is the worst in the league. The Colts, who now have hired Jeff Saturday as their head coach, are second worst, and they're only minus 51. There's one other team that's minus 50, but distant last in point differential are your Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this doesn't excuse it, but losing by a combined 57 points in Buffalo and Philadelphia obviously weights this town pretty much. Um, the Saints, on the other hand, I mean, they're three and six, but they've only been outscored for fifteen by fifteen points through the whole all nine games. So on average, their average game, they're losing by like less than two points. You know, so their metrics are better than their record is what I'm getting at here. Um, they also average fifty four more yards per game than their opponents. Does New Orleans? Uh, the Steelers, as a team, have scored a dozen fewer touchdowns than their opponents this year. Wow, that just stings. And 11 fewer touchdown passes. Wow. So, of the three big-time receivers in this in this matchup, I mentioned Alave is having a great year. Alave is averaging 2.38 yards per route run. I told you guys before, if you're over two, you're really doing well. The rookie's at 2.38. I mean, he can attack short. He's a really good route runner. He's quick out of his breaks, but he also has home run speed. Perfect combination for a big yards per route run number. Again, he's at 2.38. In contrast, I'm not going to bring up Claypool anymore. He's not in the equation. But Deontay is at 1.16, and Pickens is at 1.14. Again, you're shooting for two-ish. You know, Alave's well over. Sealer guys are well under. Um, I mentioned that Baltimore just dominated time of possession last night. Uh, New Orleans only had the ball for a little over 22 minutes. Still, they are exactly league average. They average 30 minutes per game, right in the middle. You know, the opponent has the ball 30 minutes. They have the ball 30 minutes. So, of course, that's right in the middle of the league. Uh, the Steelers are 21st, but have gotten better. They're at 29 minutes and 33 seconds. So they're only, you know, 27 seconds behind the Saints. And, you know, one of them's in the middle, one of them's 21st. That sounds bad, but they're basically about the same in terms of time and possession and those type of things. 
That's all I got for you today. Unfortunately, I have a lot of extenuating circumstances here with you know doctor's appointments and all kinds of running around. So I had to make this one a little bit short, but please go check out the article. Um, tomorrow, I will really break down offense and defense of this game, maybe a special teams nugget as well. And really sinking my teeth into this matchup as we speak too. That's another Massive thing I'm doing today is really, really getting to know the Saints as we do every week. So tune in, spread the word, all that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter at Williamson NFL. Go check out my other podcasts as well. And please go check out that article. Leave me some feedback. All right. See you.